We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. And if uh, Alessandrini was cross-hand to a guy like Josie, like that's that's where you need Alessandrini. <laughs> that would be golden. Do you know who the solution is? Who's that? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ooh. Ooh. That would be sweet. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Basso. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. Joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about some Major League Soccer. Gentlemen, as we were just saying, we've got a packed Saturday. Um, which we'll uh, get into in a minute. With um, We have one game Sunday. We've got two different DraftKings slates. We obviously have an FMLS uh, deadline for uh, the whole weekend coming at 1 o'clock, on, 1 Eastern on Saturday. Um, we also have uh, a full... Actually, I think Yahoo is doing a full other than the 1 o'clock game. So you'll, you'll get... If you wanted to play all day or most of day Saturday... Uh, you can do that over on Yahoo. Uh, so did you guys learn anything from the international break? <laughs> it seems like everybody's come, everyone we thought would come back uh, healthy came back healthy, and then they got hurt in U.S. Open Cup. 
Uh, so, J.D., who do you think is going to be, like, the biggest absence from the injuries we were talking about earlier today? Um, I should think Florian Youngworth from uh, the center back for San Jose is probably the biggest uh, real-life loss to his team. Mm-hmm. He's been one of the best center backs in MLS this year. So, yeah, that one definitely hurts. There was a couple surprising results in the U.S. Open Cup, but most of the teams took care of business, and uh, – yeah, I think it's pretty much status quo coming back from the international break. Nothing too, too terrible. Yeah. Anything jump out of you, Skyler? Yeah, I agree with JD. I think Young Worth was a guy I was really looking forward to playing this weekend uh, across multiple formats. You know, the fantasy MLS, I do the draft MLS, which is a, a draft version with the same scoring. So I had him in, in my lineups there. Um, it's kind of funny. I think uh, I think uh, Zroik, who does the rankings with us, sent over the the tweet showing Youngworth's ankle and Oof. said he's questionable to play. And I think it was JD who fired back a, a laugh, saying, "You know, with that kind of ankle, there's no way that he's questionable." The thing was like the size of a softball. So <laughs> I don't think he's playing. Honestly, I didn't even know it was an ankle. I thought the same um, thing. First... You know, it, this is totally off the wall but you know those stupid like plants that grow in like the marshland and they have the long stem and they have like the bulb at the bottom <laughs> that's exactly what his ankle looks like yeah I i'll kinda... figure out what those are actually called but uh i figured yeah. skylar from the swamps of alabama might know i don't man i actually had to do a double take and make sure my kids weren't around because i looked at it at first <laughs> glance and thought he was sending, sending something over there <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was getting spammed or something. So we don't uh, know him that well. Come on, yeah, <laughs> right. But then I, I realized it was uh, just a massively swollen ankle. So yeah, I'm a uh, little bummed that we'll be missing out on him. But um, other than that, I mean, I, I think obviously the Laren uh, DUI is going to be is going to have an impact fantasy wise going forward. Um, this weekend, I thought he was a pretty decent play at home against Montreal. So. Um, you know, who knows how long he's going to be out. I think last time Sapong, I think, was in the same spot. I think it was at least three games that he missed. So Yeah, he missed three. And it sounds like Sapong, actually, it was questionable whether or not he actually even had a DUI. Right, I think he ended up being found not guilty of it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he actually was as bad as they originally... I don't know. I mean, obviously, that any amount of that is not great, but... Yeah. Uh, there was somebody else like too he, who missed four it games. It sounded like he got the raw end of the deal compared to what other players get, and then it turned out he actually didn't really do anything as wrong as most of the cases. But uh, Laren sounds like he was definitely in the wrong, driving the wrong way down uh, a, a highway. Um, right, and I'm not sure almost, if anybody's seen the, the video, but yeah, it's, it's, he, it sounds like he's definitely fortunate that it wasn't anything more than just uh, an arrest and a DUI because it sounds like there's a car coming right at yep. him, stopped at a right at about... I didn't know there was a video, yeah. Right, so uh, basically it shows him driving in the opposite lane and b- being pulled over and stopping at just the right time as another car is approaching him and stops at the same time, so... And it's it's uh, a shame because he's such a nice, humble seeming guy. Right. When uh, when you hear him interviewed or anything, he's very quiet. He takes care of business. He uh, he really worked to get here. He's he's never really seemed arrogant or cocky in any way. So uh, hope he's hope he straightens things out. Yeah, yeah. He's young. I mean, not saying that's an excuse, but 
Um, obviously, we're none of us are perfect, so all the best to him. And I think, I mean, I just think for fantasy purposes, and yeah, it's going to have a big impact because Kakao is kind of taking a backseat there. I think that's going to force him to step up a little bit more. I think Rivas is going to be thrown into the spotlight a little bit more. I think Giles Barnes um, will have some more opportunity there too. So um, we'll see how long he's out, but I'm definitely interested to see how it plays out fantasy-wise too. Yeah, and uh, good job to Orlando who lost 3-1 to to Miami FC yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there were some decent upsets, uh, although, uh, what was it, Cincinnati beat Columbus too, right? Although I think Cincinnati probably is much better than most people would. Miami's would really Miami's first. Miami's first in the USL. I'm pretty oh, wow. sure. They look yeah. pretty solid. Miami is stacked. They have some very good players. Uh, Got your boy Poku hanging right. around. That's right. They have Michael Michael Lahoud, former Philadelphia Union player. They have, uh, I guess, this Stefano Pino had a hat trick yesterday and. I actually thought they had some other guys that I knew, but looking at their starting lineup, they didn't play them if they do. Hmm. Yeah, I saw another, well, claimed to be an upset was the Sacramento Sacramento Republic FC knocking off Real Salt Lake. And I saw a few people joking on Twitter saying, how do you call that an upset at Salt Lake? (laughs) Yeah, but Salt Lake has one of the best academies. And as far as youth players on the U.S. national teams, they have more than anybody, uh, essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably Red Bulls and Galaxy are probably right up there. But uh, in terms of like high-profile youth-level players, RSL has a lot of them. So even when they're playing their backups, that's not a good result. But Sacramento is another team. They have a, a lot of players that uh, have flirted with MLS playing time before or promising, promising young guys. So, Speaking of lower divisions, did you guys catch uh, Drogba's debut last week? I actually didn't. I didn't even see on Twitter that it was a thing, which is surprising because usually I'm tuned into that kind of stuff. Mm, scored on his debut. Yeah, you got to follow the Phoenix Rising on Twitter and you would have heard all about it. Yeah, I didn't see the game, but I, I caught the highlights, uh, I think, thanks to the Phoenix Rising Twitter account. and sounded like it was an, an impressive debut all the way around. What, I mean, what else would you expect from Drogba? Right. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Of course, he's the he's the uh, the talking point there. He's got to show up. Mm-hmm. How many times did he flop or leg lock the opposing keeper? Or uh... <laughs> you love that leg lock. But did he not turn up with a pretty solid debut in MLS too? If I'm I mean, correct he, me if I'm wrong, I'm but sure I think he had sure, pretty... probably whatever. You know what? One time in middle school, we had this teacher that would give us like random points, like whose line is it anyway? And uh, we were reading Shakespeare in front of the class, and I wanted to subtract points from somebody else that I was like. I was kind of neck and neck with her for like first place and you got a candy bar. So I hit myself in the face with the Shakespeare book while we were reading it and I acted like she did it. And uh, <laughs> that's like a total Drogba move. <laughs> wow. But to be honest, I fessed up later and then I lost by a significant margin because I was subtracted a, a ton of points. But mm. it was pretty hilarious. But uh it just connected. I just connected two and two that I have a little bit of Drogba in me, I yeah, guess. That's right. So, at least middle school. Those who JD live in glass man. houses, JD. I'm just saying. <laughs> all for the candy bar. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all right. It was probably worth it. Now you can just buy one yourself. 
Just like Drago. And now I got to tell a, I got to tell a great story, a riveting story on the podcast that everyone was on the, the edge of their seat for. That's right. That's right. I was wondering where I was going. Anyway, let's, uh, <laughs> let's dive into this weekend. Uh, the first game is 1 o'clock Eastern, which I don't think is any on any of the DFS slates. It is New York City FC hosting the Seattle Sounders. I will be at this game. So Whoa. Thanks right. for the invite. That's right. Sorry. I was invited myself. Uh, okay, a little disappointed. Uh, I will not see Maxi Morales, but I think that just means there's going to be a little more Tommy McNamara magic. Uh, is there or some Pirlo? Pirlo might get in. <clears throat> yeah, Pirlo was cleared to play uh, last night's U.S. Open Cup and then didn't make the 18. Uh, in fairness, they had to travel all the way to Red Bull Arena, so maybe he <laughs> he wasn't quite ready to travel. <laughs> um, so. I'm guessing you guys both love Ladero on the tiny field at, at Yankee Stadium. Yes, that's very safe to say. And do you love him more than David Villa on the tiny field of Yankee Stadium? No. Okay. No, I think Villa's Wait, for, still... for DFS or for like anything. at their respective position, this is tough because Ladero is a great bet to outscore Villa just because he gets crosses. Okay. What about an FMLS where... Yeah, then I take Via. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you can take Ladero on any DFS site since this game's kind of on an island, so... Right, okay. So, yeah, FMLS, I prefer Via. Yeah, same here. I mean, Via's right there behind Javinko this week for me is probably one of the top plays overall, so... Um, Ladero's it... up there. He could definitely have a breakout game at Yankee Stadium, but he's not even... I think he's like I think he came in at third or fourth on my midfielder ranking rankings this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's because there's some other good matchups, and he's on the road. If this were a home match, I mean, he would be probably number one. I yes, so sir. like for NYCFC, Chano is probably out at center back. No, he that he, tra- he trained fully today. Okay, so I'll consider him questionable. I would say questionable. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pirlo might be back in, which is like a feast for Ladero. Mm-hmm. Herrera's um, back, though. Yeah, but I think they're talking about resting him after he had like an action-packed international break. Or a U-20 World U-20, Cup, sorry. Yeah. Okay. You don't think Mikey Lopez can shut it down? <laughs> I, if they put Pirlo in, Morales is out, I don't, that's going to be like a, a much weaker midfield than they're used to. Then you have Ozzy Alonso and Roldan kind of backing up Ladero to do whatever he wants. It's just juicy for Ladero, I think. Okay. I'll have to see the lineups. Uh, we will get to see them before we make our FMLS decisions. Yep. But um, he's still pretty high up on my list, I would say. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not going to be in my fantasy MLS team. He probably will be. I guess when breaking down the question, though, then I think Via is a little bit higher on the chart for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, because Seattle's defense has not looked that great recently. Uh, it's nice that they're shielded by two quality defensive midfielders, but um, Roman Torres looks not great. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Yeah, I think I saw somebody say that he looks better as a center forward these days than he does as a defender, which he scored <laughs> for. Uh, he scored for Panama over the international break, and he was playing really high up the field. So might be he's done that for. That. He's done that at the end of the games this year for Seattle if they're losing. It's very strange. Hmm. 
That's your center back high upside play, I guess. There you go. There's a few center yeah, backs like that, though. Torres and Will Bruin up top. Never has a more fearsome duo been. Uh... <laughs> uh, any of the other pieces you guys consider? Jack Harrison, Rod Wallace, Dempsey, anyone? I think Dempsey I would consider, yeah. he's He's got to be itching a little bit because he didn't really play over the international break, at least against Mexico. Mm-hmm. So he's not used to that. Boris so didn't get a happen. single minute, right? Smart off to Bruce. What's that? So that's what happens when you smart off to Bruce for being <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, going into New York, he kind of likes these big city, like, national attention type of games. So it's a small field. He won't have to run as much. And New York's defense isn't at full strength. So I, I kind of like Dempsey this week. I don't know that I have the balls to play him in FMLS, but mm-hmm. I'll be skipping him on FMLS. Have you used him at all this season? Um, yeah, they had a double, and I used him that time, and he played once. <laughs> so right, I remember that because I also used him. Yeah, I think that's the only time I would ever really consider him. Like there are a lot of forwards I I think of before I go to Clint Dempsey. And that's not even thinking of like actual matchups. Oh yeah, I think uh, Skyler actually ranked him very generously. Skyler's um, got him at thirteenth. He uh, he's probably going to push into my rankings now that Skelzen Gashi has been out. I think mm-hmm. he was the first guy I cut, so he would have been twenty-one for me. Can't speak for his adroit, but he does not have him. Oh no, he yeah, does. He's got him thirteen he also. I did not know he had him. Yeah, he doesn't have BWP, which. Uh, I'll have to take issue with in private. Um, I mean, he may have him 21, which is only two, three spots behind Skyler. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, all right, let's jump into the DFS slates. Uh, we've got, so yeah, Yahoo's doing a full, uh, was that eight games, nine games, nine games. That's right, nine. Yahoo. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. JD was very anxious for a full nine-game slate. DraftKings is doing a, a four-gamer and a five-gamer. Uh, the, slate starts, <laughs> the slate starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. We've got uh, Atlanta hosting Columbus. Uh, and then 7.30, we've got two matches, New England homing in Chicago, Orlando hosting the Impact. And then 8 o'clock, which means we probably won't see these lineups before lock. Or if we do, there'll be seconds left. It's Toronto home against D.C., which is probably the game with the most or the most lopsided one of these four, I'd say. Uh, well, yeah, I'd say. But let's talk about Atlanta, uh, Columbus. We've seen Yosef Martinez off the bench a little bit. Um, JD, do you have a feeling like he's going to play? He played this U.S. He started the U.S. Open Cup this week, which makes me feel like he will not start um, against Columbus. Yeah, I'm on the same page. No, he went yeah. 90. Ooh. I'm on the same page as you with that. I think it was a good little warm up for him, but I'm just not positive they're gonna they're gonna risk it. He's too important for the long run this season, so why bother throwing him into this? Uh, I think Atlanta's a team that actually is taking U.S. Open Cup seriously, which is good to see. Some teams do not. Um, so yeah, I, I'd love to see him play. He had I think seven shots yesterday, which is pretty cool. Um. Granted, it was against the Charleston Battery, but I, they've actually played Pretty teams legit. tough in the. Yeah, they've played teams tough in the past too. 
in U.S. Open Cup. So, and they have a guy in their midfield named Hacksaw. Hackshaw, sorry. <laughs> it's still cool. Still cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited that he's back though, for sure. Def, big time, big time excited. He was probably one of the most exciting forwards in the league when he was healthy. So, yeah. but they, they have uh, some other guys that played 90. Almiron played 90 as well. I was gonna say you you're the lowest on Almiron of of the you Skyler and Adam, although it's not that great but you like ladero more yeah, i mean than come Elmer. on i had him fourth yeah how could you like him fourth that's so that's so low no <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so he's obviously a target skyler is there anyone else uh specifically from atlanta that you're looking looking at yeah it just depends on how the lineup shakes out um jd mentioned i think he mentioned kevin kratz last week is a really good value play and he before his yellow card, he had about seven points, I think. And he's still, I think, close to minimum price. He's another guy that you mentioned went 90 last night in open cut play. So not really sure how they'll treat him. I think he only played 60 minutes in MLS action last weekend. But still for a minimum price midfielder, that's he was taking, I think he took some corner kicks for him too. So yeah, he's a guy I've got my eye on. Um, for fantasy MLS, I think you've got to consider Gressel, who's another kind of minimum-priced midfielder who's been hitting that four or five-point mark pretty regularly. So, where he's yeah he's FMLS minimum-priced, not oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah because yeah. he's fifty-seven hundred on DraftKings, and I can't imagine ever taking him for that. Yeah, no, I I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but yeah, fantasy MLS is is where I'm looking at for him. Um, but those are really the the other the main two guys I'm considering. I guess you got to consider Villalba Vil always kind of get to this spot, but he never really ends up in my lineup. But he's a guy that could be a game changer for sure. So he's he's somebody that you got to at least think about, especially against Columbus. Yeah, I like Villalba a lot. Mm -hmm. And JD, how about your boys from Columbus? You a Miram fan this week? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be going on the against their right back, which is probably their weakest side, because I think Greg Garza on the other side is a pretty good defender. So mm -hmm. I like Miram a lot. 7500 I think, is a little cheaper than we've been able to get him for recently. So I uh, I like Miram a, a whole lot this week. Iguain uh, a little bit less. The The middle of Atlanta's midfield is uh, can be tough. They're a possession team, so Iguain's going to be chasing a lot on some older legs. Um, so I think Miram is the play if you want to go Columbus guys. But Ola Kamara is not a terrible play either. He's uh, only 6,800, which is the cheapest we've seen him in a long time. Mm -hmm. hmm. And he, I mean, he's still getting a ton of chances. So, I mean, if you're looking purely at who's going to score goals on this slate, he's way up there. Sure. Hmm. Any defenders from these teams? None of them. It's tough because, yeah, the each attack is so dangerous that I don't feel like the defenders can't get that adventurous. But Greg Garza, I don't think you're ever going to stop him from getting up the field. Same with Harrison Afol if he plays. Um, but the other guys, it's tough to, to predict how much they're going to be reined in against some really good uh, attacking wingers. Mm-hmm. Skyler, do you prefer Iguain over uh, Miram? 
Yeah, I actually like him a little bit more, especially on DraftKings, mainly just because of his. Yeah, mainly just because because of, of his set piece duties. I mean, you look at his box score, his game log against Colorado, which is a tough place to play, even though they have been um, a little short-handed in the back as well. But he hit 20 points there. I think he had like eight crosses. Um, so he's going to get points regardless of if he scores. I'm not sure you can say the same about Miram um, for the same price, actually a little bit cheaper than I like Iguain, just a little Miram. bit more. Miram, who averages more points than Iguain on the season. <laughs> right, by, what, point seven? Yeah, Well, if you're talking about consistency here, I mean, come on. Yeah, I'd say that he's not ta- not to take any way, anything away from him. He's had a heck of a season, but I think that he's scored more goals than anybody w- would have predicted at this point in the season. I think it's his Not to say that's not going to keep high, right? happening. He has a lot of good games without goals, though. I mean, it's... I don't know. Crosses are only .75. Miram is a much better chance to score than Iguain, I think, especially when you uh, think about multiple goals. He's getting plenty of uh, assist type of action this season. So I like Miram a lot, especially he feasts on bad fullback play. So against Tyrone Mears, probably, who is definitely not as quick and shifty as Justin Miram is. I love that play. On the inside, Iguain has to go against Carlos Carmona, who is one of the best defensive midfielders in the league. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm definitely not arguing against playing Miram. I'm just if I have yeah, to pick are. one or if I, if I have to pick one or the other, I like Iguain a little bit more. But you make a point about uh, Atlanta's defensive setup. I mean, they they're pretty stout in the middle of the field. All right, I can't wait to hear you argue for Carlos Rivas over uh, Miram and Iguain in the same price range. <laughs> I might have to with, with Laren out now. Yeah, well, let's go to that game right now. Orlando hosting Montreal. Rivas, 74. Iguain, 73. Miram, 75. So what's the... Victor Vazquez, 71. I mean, yeah. this is insane. If you play Carlos Rivas, just... Disown me as a podcast host for you. Go listen to the Skylar podcast. Man, it is not insane though. Look at his look at his game. Look at logs. his box scores. He has seven, ten, fifteen, and eight, and you're paying seventy four hundred. I'm not that's saying that's can... great, but he's been if you're talking about consistent double digits, like he's been hitting trash. That. He has, he's been and, trash. He, and he hasn't even been scoring. He hasn't been scoring or assisting. He's coming close. That's not. He hasn't I mean, been scoring, play. assisting, or putting shots on net or doing anything useful. But he's still hitting double digits on DraftKings. That's my point. And if he's going to be thrust into a little bit more of an attacking role now with with Laren out of yeah. the picture, then maybe he converts some of those. So he also passes the eye test about as well as Freddie do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> He's like literally in shape Freddie Adu. All right. Poor Freddie. I think I just read Freddie's in the second division of Sweden now. Well, Rivas might be there soon. (laughs) I mean, Rivas has been playing a lot, though. Like, do you really think you think he's just going to take more shots because Laren's not there? Isn't it? I don't really really necessarily think it's going to be more shots that come his way, but maybe just. I mean, Laren seems like the guy that's put his put the team on his back and carried him, I think that they're going to have to have somebody else step up and do that. Not saying it's going to be Revis, but somebody's going to have to score goals. Revis can't even carry himself. (laughs) 
Any chance Giles Barnes moves into the starting lineup for Laren? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's actually been playing a lot anyway, so I kind of like Giles Barnes, but he's a weird fantasy player. He doesn't really do a lot of fantasy type of things. Mm-hmm. Creating but space actually, is not I, a fantasy stat. <laughs> I think he's been pretty valuable when he's in. He's actually been working a lot harder defensively than I remember him doing at his other stops around the league. Um, he's kind of playing in that kind of pivot spot between the two forwards. So I think if Kaká comes in, he might still even play in front of Barnes because Barnes is going to do more defensive work. Um, in that case, Barnes might be a good forward play at 5,800 if you're trying to minimize your risk and just get a floor. Mm. I don't know about Kaká. Like, he's a guy that can totally get stranded up top then, and that's a lot to pay for someone that you haven't seen kind of prove that he can be a fantasy asset for pretty much any point this season. It's been pretty brutal to watch him. He looks very old. He is old. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is when he was playing in that first game of the season, I remember seeing him tear his hamstring or whatever for like the 10th time. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was aggressive, which is the Kakai you love to see, even though he's not that, uh, you know, he's not that fast or physical or whatever these days, but he still plays like with an aggression and kind of skill that's that's really fun to watch, especially when you consider that he shouldn't have any business playing that way and he makes it successful. So that it's unfortunate. I hope we get to see kind of a vintage Kaka one or more two more times before the end of the year. If price didn't matter, would you think he was the best play from Orlando this week? Yeah, only because I don't like anybody else. I mean, unless you're talking defenders, then I might go Scott Sutter or something, but uh, like relative to the other defenders. But um, yeah, if price didn't matter, I'd actually like Kaka this week. Hmm. And Skyler, would you put Rivas ahead of him still? Yep. Okay. And Wait, but Kaka takes set pieces. Does he? No, I don't or think will it be does. Will Johnson? Or it's not going to be – wait, if Kaká starts, you really think he's not taking set pieces? He takes some, but I, I think I've seen when they're playing that I think Will Johnson or Perez Garcia is taking him over him. All right, fair. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention because I can't yeah. remember last team I actually saw Kaká play. Um, I know he's been playing a little bit lately, but – yeah, and so just last night, uh, Rivas swung in the corner kick that Giles Barnes got his head on on their, their lone goal against Miami FC, so it could be Rivas taking set pieces. <laughs> was Kaká was in the lineup? Yep, he, he uh, pulled the ball out of the net, ran it back to midfield. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that was his role. Yeah. <laughs> they also lost 3-1, to one, so maybe Rivas wasn't doing all that great. Do you guys like Piatti and Jamaili better than anybody from Orlando? Or no? I mean, I'm really high on uh, Jamaili. This just from seeing him play the first time, I I think going into that, I kind of, I wasn't really sure what to expect from him, but I mean, fantasy-wise, especially for DraftKings, really across multiple formats, I mean, he's just able to pick up points across the board, so um, I like. I actually like him a little bit more than Piotti, I think, for DraftKings purposes. I think Piotti is just a little bit more goal-dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably go 
Jamali over Rivas in this one for me. I'm with you. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think the midfield selection is really interesting on this slate because you have a lot of guys priced up pretty similarly that all are are pretty talented. You have Lee Wynn is 300 less than Jamaili. Uh, then you go Miram, Rivas, Higuain. Uh, you got Fagundes and Acosta a little bit below that. Uh, Schweini is uh, right below them. So lots of stuff going on and it's definitely a three midfielder slate, I think. I don't know why you would play three forwards. I agree. I agree. Um, it looks like Daniel Lovitz is going to take over the left back spot with Iango out for the year. 3,600 looks pretty attractive for a fullback against Orlando. And Lovitz was not always a fullback. Yeah. He, when he was with Toronto, he actually could play up top, uh, I guess on the wing more so than anything. He could play in the midfielder. So he's got some skills. Yeah, Ten points last game. Yeah. That's no clean sheet. Six crosses, five tackles, one. Wow. Pretty solid play there. Yeah. For I like Lovitz. He's a he's a solid player. He's not going to knock your socks off. But, yeah, as a fullback, 3,600, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone else from this game you guys like? I think you have to consider a keeper in this one. Oh, Orlando's got a good defense, um, but Orlando doesn't have Kyle Laren, so Montreal could kind of get a lot of shots but keep him out of the net. So I I like both options. I'm really tempted with Evan Bush though, mm-hmm. 4200 for for a guy that really is going to face an attack that without Laren they haven't had many answers this season. Yeah, they seem like they always do find a goal, but it, predicting it is impossible. Even when someone does score, they still don't really have that great of a fantasy day. So I, I'm i not sold. Okay. Especially if you use Lovitz, then you can kind of stack in the back there and everything's good. Do you think Mancosu starts? He yeah, scored I, off the bench I think week, so. Right? right. I think it's probably probably time he comes back in. Yeah. It's a toss-up, really, but... Yeah. Not that I'm playing him, but... <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the other game at that time, New England home against Chicago. You men- mentioned Schweinsteiger. Um, we're no longer tempted by Janino, I'm guessing, because Dax McCarty is back. So who's playing Lee Wynn this week? On DraftKings? Where, anywhere. Anywhere? Uh, I'll, be, I'll have some win exposure. He's probably going to be on my fantasy MLS team. He's just been too good. Yeah, I mean, he's been too good if you look at his box scores there. Even on DraftKings, I mean, they've been respectable. It just it kind of goes back to what JD said, just about the midfield pool being so stacked on the slate. It's going to be really tough, but he's in the mix for sure. I mean, you were very high. You ranked him third this week. Yeah, he's had a goal or an assist in, what, five, five straight? So you definitely have to look at him for that. Hmm. JD? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'll I'll play him in the free roll. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a screaming endorsement. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, I think I like Victor Vazquez more. We'll get to him. I like Justin Mira more, and I like Jay Maile more. So... 
considering Lee Wynn is more expensive than two out of those three. Mm-hmm. I, he's just not fitting into my lineup, I don't think. I really respect Chicago as a uh, maybe even a top-tier MLS team right now. Um, so I, I still don't see it with New England. I know they're doing okay. Uh, they're putting out some respectable performances, but I, I don't know. I think the other shoe just is going to drop with them sooner or later. I I don't think they're that quality of a team. Okay. Lee, Lee Wynn's been good, though. It's just he's so much of a function of how they play rather than being like actually that good, which is why he's probably not going to get back into the national team picture anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So... Just my opinion. I don't know. I I really want to like Lee Win. I just it's tough. Who's playing Kai like Kamara? When you watch Justin, Justin Miram is so much fun to watch, and then you watch Lee Win, and it's like, oh, he's jogging and just like throwing a ball into the box, whatever. What about Kai Kamara? You want me to play him too? I said, I said who's playing him? Oh, I'll play him in the free roll with Win in my stack. <laughs> I think I pulled him in for my draft MLS team, and that's about it. Hmm. Um, do you guys like Kai Kamara or Ola Kamara better? Ola. Yeah, okay. I like Ola better too. I mean, I like Kai. You know, you know, you know, I will play Kai in the right spot. Um, but kind of in line with what JD was saying, Chicago's really respectable in the back. Kapelhoff and Mira formed a pretty, pretty solid partnership back there um not to say kai can't break through that but i just i'm not gonna pay 6900 when ola kamara's hanging around there he's been been the guy as far as you know chances coming his way and that kind of thing so i'd probably rather take my shot with with ola than kai and do you think you'll ever play chris tierney again yeah, I'll always look for Tierney in the right spot. I think he started at New York City. Was it last? No, it was two games ago. And really, uh, or no, he didn't even start. But his last last couple of starts have been pretty putrid. Yeah. So, I don't He's know. Maybe. If, yeah, maybe maybe if Lee Wynn isn't in the lineup, um, his stock rises pretty big time. But. Yeah, at 5,100, if wins in, then it's going to be hard to, to pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, give me Brandon Vincent instead in this game, who had another assist last night. Hmm. I was just about to say, do you like Vin- Polster's 4,000 too? He's been starting it right back. Yeah. Every time I watch Brandon Vincent, he has the same cross from the left wing that sets somebody up for a goal. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Great. I mean, he's he's gotten very good at that, and he's quick. He can beat the defender to the touchline, or, yeah, the opposing defender to the touchline. I mean, he's growing into a very nice defender, for sure. And um, his price is still – it's reasonable. I don't love 4400 I wish he was, like, more like 3800 but um, that's kind of nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Anyone looking at David Akam or Nikolic? Yeah, Nikolic is definitely on my radar for sure. Hmm. He's what leading the Golden Boot. Am I correct in that? He's at least very close. He's up there, yeah, yeah. Um, that he, I mean, he's he looks unstoppable. So I'm gonna probably strongly consider playing him. Hmm. Okay, Skyler, he's your boy. What do you think? 
don't know. I'm pretty jealous that Skyler got the Nikolic as his boy uh, <laughs> over me. Like, when did this develop? Um, I think we were both hyping him pretty hard at the at the beginning of the season. Maybe I'm not sure where uh, where I got the you know right. That's what I'm off. saying. But I guess I <laughs> I got some Kellen Acosta props on Twitter, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'll give you Nikolic. Yeah, I don't know. He's always getting in the right spot at the right time. He takes penalty kicks. Definitely going to be hard to avoid on this slate. Um, I can't say. And New England suck. Yeah, New England are not the best defensively. Um, I think the the main thing here, though, is that I'm, I guess we haven't talked about this game yet because it's the last one on the slate. But if you're playing Javinko, who's 12,000, just going to be hard to, to fit guys in around him. They're in that 8,000 range, which... I guess what is Nick Litch around seventy seven or something? Seventy five, yeah. Seventy five, so I haven't um sat down and, and really banged out a lineup yet, but that's kinda of where I'm going with that. It's just gonna be tough to squeeze a guy like Nick Litch in when I'm probably gonna be trying to cram in some more of the um accumulator midfielders right around probably around the same price range. Hmm. Yeah, I'm having a tough time fitting everybody I want into my lineup. I will admit that. Makes sense when you have $12,000 Javinko. I guess I need to consider not playing him. Well, let's go to that game. Can you not play Javinko? I, I know. I'm just throwing you segues right and left. Yeah, you need perfect. to give me a rate. Um, I was going to say before we go there. You can definitely I, consider it. Before we go there, I go think ahead. I may have started giving Skyler more uh, Nikolic uh, credit when you took over the Wando Whisperer. Oh, okay. I think just you needed to throw Skyler a bone? Yeah, Worlds just turned upside down when you started guaranteeing Chris Wondolowski <laughs> goals, and they happened. And he got it. <laughs> I just liked the phrasing. Like, it was very catchy. Probably going to trademark it. Hmm, perfect, perfect. Anyway, Javinko 12000 That's obviously pretty pricey. Uh, we got Victor Vasquez at seventy one, which looks downright affordable. Cheap, even, next to 12000 um, JD, you are con- considering not playing Javinko. Skyler, are you considering not playing Javinko? I mean, I'm thinking about it. I just, he's the guy with the highest ceiling on the slate. Of course, he's the highest priced guy on the slate. So it's kind of that thing like, you know, you, you get what you pay for, you hope you get what you pay for. Um, but with, I think we've mentioned that earlier this season with Victor Vasquez on set pieces, now it definitely takes away some of Javinko's fantasy value. Um, so I think you got to at least consider that. You look at this last game, sure it was at New England on turf. He was coming back from injury. He had eight points, and he was almost 12,000 on that slate too. So, I mean, we're talking about earlier feasting on on uh, players playing at New England. Javinko seems like the, the type of player that would, and he didn't. So, yeah, I don't blame JD for, you know, thinking about it. I'm probably going to have him in all my lineups, so <laughs> being honest. But, um, yeah, it's it's. I'm not saying it's a guarantee shoe-in for 20 points or more. Okay. Uh, would you stack him with Vasquez? Yeah. I'd oh, probably, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd consider doing that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, Vasquez is really tasty price yeah. for some of the midfielders we've looked at. He's right there probably the cheapest of the bunch of some of those set piece takers so um yeah i'd definitely consider stacking those too he's had some pretty low floor games though 
Right. And he's had a few games, too, where he probably wouldn't have hit double digits unless he sprung up with an assist at the very last of the game. Like, he's kind of cut it close a couple of times. So he's not a player I've been, like, super huge on, kind of like I was with Guzman earlier in the season or I guess up until this point. But I don't know. I mean, he's on set pieces for Toronto. He's got Javinko and Josie Altidore to play with. And he's probably – I think he's – one of the leading assist guys in MLS right now. So he looks so good on the field too. I mean, I, I know he doesn't always follow through with fantasy numbers, but man, that guy's quality, and he probably is going to push them into a deep, deep run at uh, another MLS Cup final shot. Okay. All right. Anybody else but, from? So, Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I guess I don't want to gloss over anybody else from this game, but like super game theory for this slate is there's almost no way you can take Javinko and Miguel Almarone in the same lineup if you want to get three quality midfielders. Um, correct. Um, I guess correct. it depends if you consider Almarone. I'm looking at Almarone as a forward option because if he's eligible there, why not put him there? Yes. Um so uh, if you think Almarone is going to have a big game, that's your Javinko differential right there. I don't think too many people are going to have both. Um, Columbus is not that great defensively, and Almarone's been pretty hot. So he did play 90 last night, but Columbus played as well. Am I correct? Or is it the day yeah, before they, they played? Oh. Uh, yeah, no, they played last night. It was last night, yeah. Oh, it was also last night? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I mean... I, I like Almarone a lot, and he's probably on set pieces mostly, so I don't know. So that's it. It's a tough call. <laughs> I mean, he's $2,800 cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's not that much, but enough that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Anyone else from this game? Yeah, DC? like Justin Morrow. Yeah. Like no, Morrow. not really DC. I mean, You're not come going. on. <laughs> I don't know. Looking at Lloyd, talking about the stack midfield pool, Lloyd Sam's fifty nine hundred. That's super cheap for what he's capable of. I mean, I'm not, I'm not from what he him. was last year and three years ago. Yeah, I probably won't have exposure to him, but he, it, the price tag at least makes me think about it. Okay, fair. And I mean, you know, like ten percent Michael Bradley ownership after the big Mexico game. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like how we, we literally I don't want to say we never comment on non MLS games in our chat, but like the I don't think we said anything during the Champions League final. Uh we go like some big games without saying anything, but Andrew and I both flipped out when Michael Bradley scored that goal. <laughs> I scared the hell out of my wife. I I like squealed <laughs> like a little girl. I couldn't believe that ball went in. I uh so full disclosure, that was the same night the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Oh, that's right. And um, I was watching both, and I, I really, I love USA Mexico so much that I was flipping back literally between every sort of stoppage, even if they were going to drop the puck like ten seconds later. Uh, there was times I probably didn't catch the the full hockey play because I was flipping to USA Mexico, and I did happen to catch that goal live. Mm. So I was pretty pretty pumped when i saw that and it's just an all-around good night uh for everybody except demarcus beasley uh, so Poor you're not guy. on the it wasn't all his fault bandwagon 
I I really don't care. It's just amazing that he was out there like the whole game essentially. Hmm. I, I mean, he was done after that after he went down <laughs> kind of early. I thought he I, I lesser was lesser men would have been off the field like ten times. There was a great meme going around of a picture of Demarcus Beasley on the, <laughs> the 1950 yeah, World Cup. <laughs> it was so funny. I found that it's so un- funny. It's unbelievable. I mean, Demarcus Beasley is one of the most valuable players in U.S. men's national team history. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I really rate him for the, the current team, it's, I don't know, props to Bruce for putting him out there, I think. He probably did as much good as he did harm. I, I don't think that was really the right play on the goal that he uh, yeah. helped let up, but he also didn't really get much help from anybody else when he forced him inside. So, I think you could legitimately convince people that he was on the '94 team with the World Cup here. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> no <so>. doubt. <laughs> yeah, he would have been like what, uh, 13 years old mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, something. I mean, he was 20 by then, right? No. Anyway, um, so the, we've got this night slate. Uh, it's five games. Starts at 9 o'clock Eastern, KC at San Jose, 9.30 Portland at Colorado, 10 o'clock Minnesota at RSL, as well as Dallas at Vancouver, and then 11 o'clock, these are all Eastern, Houston at LA. Um, You guys both mentioned uh, Florian Youngworth is out for San Jose. Sporting Kansas City's attack hasn't been that great. Do you think they can take advantage by scoring more than once at San Jose? think one and a half is about a good over under for <laughs> skc yeah. so yeah that's a good question on your part hmm. i think yes i think if i had to bet i would uh no i mean the smart money's on under one and a half but i have a pretty good feeling about sporting's offense really yeah gerso is on fire dwyer has a lot of talent even though he hasn't really been coming through lately but i think he's kind of picking up um, his health back to 100% following his injury. So, I don't know. You got Failhaber. Madronda's been rattling off shots. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I knew you weren't going to call him out. Did he have an assist last night to Gerso? I'm not sure. Uh, he might have. Yeah, I think he did. No, he had five shots. He didn't have an assist, but he had no Oh, wow, five shots. All right. That's what you can do when you play a USL team like Minnesota. Oh, wait. <laughs> Does 4000 seem cheap for Jimmy Madronda? Yeah, a little bit. I think DraftKings like definitely adjusted their prices huh. down overall this week. Yeah, it seems it. Even Javinko's only 12000 I mean, that's uh, the lowest we've seen him in a while, right? Yeah, Madronda really hasn't been great DraftKings-wise. Um, I guess a couple games ago it was against Minnesota. Go figure that he had a 22-point <laughs> outburst. So that kind of just highlights what he's capable of. But if you're just playing him in a lineup, you know, you don't be surprised if you're getting four or five points out of him because that's about what he's been good for this season. One of my favorite things finding today was on the Fantasy MLS Reddit when people were talking about his clean sheet last week, calling it a natural Madronda because he came off after however many minutes now. it was. Yeah, I loved it. I hadn't heard that one yet. The 80 minute. A natural yeah. Madronda. Meaning they, they, uh, he got the clean sheet, but they gave up a goal after he left. 
<laughs> which is somehow now a natural Madronda. But anyway. Right. So cool. I think forever for fantasy purposes going forward, anytime a player, get, a defender gets subbed off like that and gets clean sheet points, it's just going to be the Madronda. The Madronda, right. Uh, Whatever. What happened to money, Madronda? <laughs> <laughs> He's playing upfield, too. This is where he was supposed to be making all the money. But I guess not. Do you like. Yeah. I don't know. Do you like $7,800 fail hopper? Or I have to scroll down even further. Where did he go? Or the $5,900 Hika, yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah, I prefer Hika. Skyler? Yeah, I'd probably take the savings with Hika. I think Bellhopper's been good, but I feel like Hika at home um, can be just as good for a pretty nice savings, so Mm. I'd go with him. Okay. Pikachu. And Dwyer or Wando? Probably Wando for me. JD? Dwyer. Oh. Hmm. Do you guys like either of them, though? No. <laughs> no, I'm probably not going to be playing them on this slate. There's some, there's some really juicy games on this slate, and I'm not really... This one I might just skip altogether. Okay. To be honest with you. All right. How about who's in for Dwyer? Uh, or who's in for Wando? Fifty-three hundred. Who's in? Who's in? Eh. Maybe as a wild card, but he's still like if he was. I mean, is is Wando anything more than a wild card? Come on. No, he's not, but he's usually that late-game hammer that you can kind of throw out there as like a guy that you know has the potential to spring for a hat trick. Now this, all of a sudden this is the early game of the slate. I'm not going to be playing Wando in the first game of the slate. <laughs> not looking for any early-game hammers there. No, no early-game hammers. <laughs> Anyone paying 5500 Get that early-game hammer going and, and jump up all the leaderboards early on. There you go. $5,500 Nick Lima, anyone? Yeah, pass. <laughs> My favorite is that the top guys on the slate are Lima, Robbie Rogers, who's out, and Breck Shea. Those are your top wow. three defenders on the slate. What about the Shea revenge game if he gets a start? FC Dallas, where it all started for him. <laughs> yeah, he went to England and then came back to Orlando, and but he's still <laughs> pissed at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Revenge runs deep. You got to find something. You got to find a revenge game somewhere. So, how about the Mario Rosales revenge game? <laughs> right. I don't know if he's really got that much of a shot at playing. He's probably just Breck happy Dallas gave him a shot last year. Hmm. I think Shea's probably got a pretty decent shot. Isn't uh, isn't Vancouver kind of hobbled coming into this one? Was Lanyas was Breck Shea the? Uh, was Breck Shea the best man at your wedding, Skyler? <laughs> I thought it was Wanda. Actually, I'll have to dig through the archives, but I do have a picture with, with me and Breck Shea and Juan Agudelo in the uh, hotel lobby <laughs> one of the from one of the uh, MLS Fantasy Grand Prize trips that I won. It was, I think, Red Bulls playing at Dallas for the opening weekend. I was hanging out at the bar having a beer after the game, and I was- guess... Uh, yeah, I guess Aguidelo, that was when he played for the Red Bulls. He was, he came to the hotel, it seemed like, to, or no, uh, Shea came to the hotel, linked up with Aguidelo. It seemed like they were about to go hang out. 
and uh, caught him on their way out. So, was Breck Shea wearing a male romper? <laughs> uh, can't tell you what he was wearing. I want to say Aguidel was was wearing something pretty bright. Um, <laughs> but that was back when Shea had his, you know, had his nice. Well, he's always had some crazy hair going, but. Anyway, but what were we <laughs> back to the uh, <laughs> fantasy conversation? I'll, I'll dig that one up for you guys. Yeah, please do. Please do. Um, we can talk about that game, Vancouver and Dallas, since it's so f- packed with revenge that we need to talk about it. Um, Pass. Is Amaro Diaz time yet? No, probably not. Yeah. Probably not yet. Not, especially on turf, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and against like a team that plays basically three defensive midfielders, I don't like that at all. It might be Freddie Montero is not the worst option of all time. I don't really like him, but once again, I think Hedges and Zimmerman are both out. Yep. Uh, Hedges should be back. Oh no, he hurt. He got hurt over. Yeah. Or slightly banged up, I guess. Um, Takara with Bolaños out. Yeah, I think so. 7,000, that's okay. Yeah, I like it. Okay. And I don't love it. I mean, I still yeah, like I, I still like that. Dallas a lot, so I don't love it, but it's fine. Yeah. What about 6,400 for Kellen Acosta? I'd probably slightly prefer Takara. Yeah. But I'm it's not, sure not bad. Either. Yeah, same yeah, here. Acosta how good was Takara? Yeah, how good was Acosta, by the way, against Mexico? Yeah. He was great for real life purposes, but I right. think fantasy wise, it just. Well, what'd uh, you expect? Yeah, I mean, against Mexico, you got to kind of turtle in there. Right. I know. I mean, honestly, it feels like it's been that way for fantasy purposes as well, just across the board. Um, he's I agree. a guy that can spring up with a goal for sure, and it's nice to have him on set pieces, but I don't know. I'm, I haven't been too keen on him. Ever since he moved to be a midfielder, yeah. I mean, when he was a defender, that was amazing. Yeah. And that wasn't all that long ago. It was only like a month. Yeah. Maybe a month and a half. Hmm. Yeah. And that's actually when he was putting up better numbers as a midfielder, so it's it's weird. Because there's no reason that he should be doing worse now that he's a midfielder. But Anyone like Jesse Gonzalez at 4,200? Yep. Sure. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good to point. be a U.S. national team member. Maybe. I think so. It sounds like it. Yeah, somebody who was a Stu Holden. I think he was the one who tweeted like it was basically done, and then I read all these other things from some Mexican beat writers that were like, "Nope, no paperwork's been filed yet." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> we got a little. We jumped. I trust again, I think. Stu. Okay. Yeah, it's in the works. I think it'll yeah. happen. Well, gold cup, price right? wise for this game, and yeah, it's a solid price for yeah. a guy like Gonzalez. Hmm. I trust Stu Holden with my life, unless it was it was his knee. No. Everything but his knee, I would trust with my life. Ouch, man! Poor guy. Poor guy. The low blows yeah. tonight. I relate. I uh, I have a bad knee, so hmm. probably not as bad as his. Let's probably be honest. Not. Yeah, probably not. Nigel DeYoung has not met my knee. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go back to a different game. That was is a nine thirty kickoff. Colorado hosting Portland. The Timbers 
will be without David Guzman, I believe. No problem. Or yellow card accumulation. Well, Skyler's a big fan. And How can he not be? I mean, when he's playing, uh, when he's hitting double digits for like 4,500, 4, 5,000. Yeah. You don't need him to beat Colorado, though. Hmm. Um, how much do you like Valeri, then? A lot. Okay. Yeah. He's the second most expensive player. And Adi finally got back on a, on the scoring streak last week with a brace. You guys like Adi? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Did you guys have him in FMLS? Yeah. Yeah, definitely on that two All on right. that three, three game, game slate. slate. Yeah. Yeah. I think I there was like four forward options on that slate and we had to pick three basically, if I recall. Yep. And yeah, he he was in mine. Yeah. Yeah, he got to feast on that weekend FC Dallas back line. Yep. So Yeah. Yeah, the four uh, were what? It was Adi, Nikola Chakam and Um the, I, I wanted to say Dwyer, Dia, but maybe I'm wrong. Dwyer. Yeah, I had Dwyer, man. Yep, and I had Dwyer. Dwyer that was such flopped. a... Ugh, what a bust. I think you can <laughs> kind of look at this Colorado game. Yeah, Portland's on the road, but Colorado's kind of in a similar spot as FC Dallas was last week. They've had some pretty big problems at center back. Yep. Um, I think Schoberg, Hoyberry. Mm-hmm. How are you saying? <laughs> it's like ridiculous because they don't even sound the He's same. Schoberg like <laughs> or, or Hoyberg. <laughs> I think he's still out. I want to say Jared Watts is still out. I think I saw where Bobby Burling is suspended. Yeah, I think Watts and actually Col- played last night. Okay. Um, um, Courtney Ford, I think he's maybe dealing with something too. He's actually been pretty decent lately for him. Yeah, they're well, Skyler's on the uh, Colorado center back beat yeah. hard. Mike DeFont, I, I believe, when is going to get seemed, the start. Yeah, it seems like the right play when they're at home I and mean, you've got Tim Howard in goal, but um, just trying to keep up with it. And, yeah, it's like bouncing all over the place. This guy's hurt. This guy's suspended. So Portland could be in a spot here to, to get a result. Well, they're probably missing their two starting center backs also, though. Right. Um, I think Ridgewell's out. Yeah, and I think Miller's, like, really doubtful. Uh but, I mean, you're not going to play Kevin Doyle or Baji or Gosh, Gosh he's out. out. He's yeah, hurt. so that doesn't it, that doesn't even matter, I guess. <laughs> like Caleb Calvert, <laughs> you could. Um, ugh. Yeah, I think I start, the guy that I'm still in a red card. Oh, Marlon Hairston's only thirty nine hundred. Right, I was about to say, I think the one guy that I've got my eye on is if Harrison's in the lineup, which he should be. He's yeah. a defender now, and we all know he's a guy that can get forward and, and uh, get into the attack, so 3900 is a pretty good price for a guy like a guy of his capability. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, but pretty sure they're not getting a clean sheet. Not that that means I won't use Harrison, it's just... Yeah. Even Vetus at 500 more is uh, appealing to me, probably mm-hmm. more so. Yeah, that's not bad either. Um, not at all. I mean, Colorado is, is terrible this year. They're not going to pull any punches. So I I like Portland a lot. I don't care if they're on the road. They're at altitude. doesn't matter. Okay. Maybe, maybe Colorado will turn things around on the 4th of July. 
<laughs> that's their time it's coming yeah. up guaranteed coming yeah. up yeah fourth of july make sure your entire back line and goalkeeper is stocked with with rapids that's right make sure you captain kevin doyle <laughs> hopefully gosh will be back by then too i'll probably sounds like it'll be close you. right yeah. yeah i think gosh's injury sounds kind of serious mm-hmm. yep um all right well, how about a more exciting game, Minnesota at RSL? Uh, Kevin Molino? <laughs> Minnesota, RSL, the two teams that flamed out the worst in the U.S. Open Cup this round. Hmm. Yeah, um, Kevin Molino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Do you like... Molino, Rusnak? I was going to say Rusnak. Rusnak's actually pretty expensive for... Yeah, it's That's funny because this ga- this game's gonna be garbage, but I like both of those guys a lot. <laughs> um, anyone thinking of Plata? Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna be playing him in uh, fantasy MLS too. Wow, he's coming around. He's looking good lately. Wow. Look at his uh, DraftKings game log. He's had nine or more points and four straight. Two of those. You know, 20, 30 point games. So, I'm going to wait. Got to consider him against Minnesota. Yeah, I I kind of agree, but I'm going to wait and jump on the, the back of the bandwagon in Plata's case. Mm-hmm. want to see it a little bit more. I know he has a goal or an assist in uh, the last three, but he also didn't have a single shot in the last game. Um, He's not really piling on the stats in any discernible way, apart from three games ago when he played Philadelphia. Um, we'll see. I really like Plata, so I want him to do well, but on this slate, there's a lot of good options, and he's just too expensive for me to, to lock in there. Yeah, if you want to downgrade uh, Saverino. Well, I, mean, I was just about to bring him up. Yeah, there we I mean. Guys like Christian Ramirez are only $100 more, and he's been scoring right and left. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ramirez is in a good spot. Uh, obviously, Salt Lake's defense is pretty weak right now. But Saverino's a guy that's 4500 That's crazy. Yeah, I'm in on that. Numbers. It's kind of, it would be really tough to play Mata when you can play Saverino, let's put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to playing both in the same lineup on this slate. Oh. Are you going to play Rusnak too, then? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> throw a little Tony Beltran in the back? <laughs> yeah, let's let's throw a little, you know, RSL stack against Minnesota. It's too bad you can't still All play right. Yamas and Alave. Hey, hopefully uh, Minnesota doesn't do as good as Sacramento does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, this game's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because Minnesota's in just as good of a spot, I feel like. I mean, they could they could put up some goals against Salt Lake, too. So, If they lose, if RSL lose this one, then uh, things are going to spiral downhill pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. Right. I, I feel bad because I really want Mike Petke to do well, but it's, uh, it's going to be a rough road this season, I think. I agree. Maybe they bring someone in though. I it sounds like they're they're willing to be active. Maybe bring in a big time center back, which would help them a lot. Hmm. But they also need a couple other things at this point. 
Don't they kind of need to play the kids too, though? Don't they? Have, aren't yes, they. And they glad, need to like... not play Yoram of Sissy, in which they finally figured out. Um, but like guys like Beckerman, Kyle Beckerman is uh, no longer like a way above average MLS player. Mm-hmm. He could probably be replaced as soon as this year, and it wouldn't really hurt them. And their their fullbacks really aren't that quality. Tony Beltran's okay. He's pretty good, but um, I don't know. They're just missing like a couple really quality players. Like even their ones that are good, you point to, they're just average at this point because the quality of the league is has gotten so good. Yeah. Like yeah, Plata's good, but unless he's really in form, he's only like an average forward. Makes I know sense. Skyler's gonna take offense to that, but <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, he's not popping off the charts by any No, means. I mean, when, when you have guys like Kyoto, and I mean, I'm looking just at the list on this slate, you have Blanco, Kyoto, Bolaños. I mean, when you have other wingers like that all around the league, then uh, Plot is, he's good, but he's not like uh, above average necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, just, I feel like it's too good of a opportunity to pass up. I've still I, I like that. him, yeah. yeah I, I, I like him this week. I I hate the price, that's all. Yeah. No, like why is he why is he more expensive than Gerso? Um I, maybe the home field advantage. I think DraftKings has must have some sort of weight in who's playing at home, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean he's always more expensive than Gerso, but yeah, that could be. Hmm. All right. Why is Wando seventy four hundred? I mean <laughs> let's have a pricing podcast, that'd be fun. Is he at home? That's why. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to the Van- – or I have one question about the Vancouver-Dallas game that I didn't ask earlier. Skylar, do you have a weekly uh, Abini update? I don't. I actually saw him in the <laughs> player pool earlier, and I was I actually kind of you know brought me back to that. I was thinking about what he's been up to, but I don't know. I, last thing I heard was that he was training. Can't really tell you anything more beyond that. So. Okay. All right. I want to see him out there. I mean, I th- you mentioned Gerso, uh, JD. I think he's kind of in that same type of uh, of mold. So we'll see once he gets out there, kind of how he fits in Vancouver. But I think he's going to be that type of player that could go off for a hat trick any given game. Um, you know, just getting good spots to uh, to score here and there. So we'll see. Okay. That'd be cool if you're right. I'm skeptical, but uh, it sounds like you've done your homework on him more than I have. I mean, hell, the guy hasn't played a single minute yet, Skyler. What are you doing? <laughs> Just one of those guys that caught my eye during the transfer window. Like, why would Vancouver spring for a guy like that? So definitely kind of looked into him a little bit more. And I think once he gets mixed in with guys like Montero and Bolaños to to Kara. Um, he's gonna have be putting some spots uh, to produce, so keep an eye out. Yeah, cool. What's your opinion on Glowire Amanda at thirty five hundred? Wait, who? Vancouver, Vancouver forward Glowire Amanda. You made that up, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know, man. Am I supposed to have some, something up my sleeve on this guy? DraftKings must have uh, made him up. I don't. I didn't make him up. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Uh, I like I have, to think I, have, I, have, I followed the league pretty closely, and I have never heard of that person until yeah, I just I've, saw him. I have nothing on Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce his first name. Um, Gloria Amanda? Gloria. Gloria? <laughs> Gloria? He's, uh, he's, he's 18. He's been with the, and, he joined the academy at 15. From, uh, that's cool. He was born in Nayarugusu. Yeah, what is that? a refugee camp apparently. Oh wow, Tanzania. that's cool. That's awesome. Good for him. And he was. Kind of weird that. I mean, they why is put... he in the player pool? <laughs> why did they put that he was from the camp instead of from Tanzania? That's a strange thing for. Anyway. I don't know. Okay, well, uh, when he gets his first start, I'll have a lineup with him in there for sure. I was just a little disappointed that the Abini um, update didn't include some sort of like Instagram post of him at training or juggling or something like that. I was sure we were going to get something. All right, so look, just before we tail off on the Abini talk, uh, I had to type it in on Twitter, and I'm getting some some tweets coming in. Uh, I've got one right here. Robinson praises Abini's huge upside. This was from five hours ago, so oh, obviously he's uh yeah, so he's um obviously gonna start this week. Sounds like he's in the mix. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna start, but it sounds like he's coming around. So maybe with Bolaños out, then it might open up some doors. Yeah, Robbo, uh, he's been on the record as uh, Octavio Rivero being like the <laughs> the best thing ever to. Although I was on that train 100%, I'll mm-hmm. admit. Um, yeah, what a bust. Oh, well. Uh, last game of the slate. Wow, we are going long. Um, Houston at L.A. I would assume Alessandrini is the top play. What I really wanted to discuss is... Does anybody become fantasy relevant with Dos Santos in Russia? Zardis. Zardas. Okay. He's got to come around at some point, right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, Octavio Rivero had to, get... to come around at some point, too, right? <laughs> Zardis probably wants to get back into the national team picture. I mean, it's kind of disappointing that he's not really uh, pushing for it more. So. But they also could give, like, Jack McInerney a chance up top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if they do, I honestly don't think I would play him. I know he's cheap. Uh, I know he has Alessandrini serving uh, some nice crosses to him, but he hasn't looked good in limited minutes, and I will wait to see probably wait to see him break out mm-hmm. I, maybe if he really fits into a lineup that i want to go expensive everywhere else i'll use him but he's just been bad he's he's a talented player he's young he scored a ton of mls goals probably more than like almost any active player in the league which is hilarious but um you can't take that risk though with this on the last game of the slate like the yeah, only you can't you're... even see the rest. You can budget for Zardis and then bump down to him. You're guaranteed to get one of the two. Right. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Kind of gross. Yeah. We might see Nathan Smith ruin a few switcheroos. Because, he uh... won't. Yeah, I'm not going to be using him in a switcheroo. I've... Have we talked about how I've had, like, every switcheroo I've used ruined this year? Yeah, Some... 
crazy you, way. You worried me last week because we had the same guy, and thankfully some <laughs> schlup from Chicago. Thankfully he didn't play. Um, no, this weekend's it's got to be a Philly guy or a Red Bulls guy because that's yeah. that's yep. the Sunday game. So yeah, it's definitely be, no uh, Nathan, what's his Nathan name? Smith. Aaron Jones, he's the guy. Um, yeah, it sounds like Dave Romney might play center back because they have no Steris or Steris. I think is doubtful. And Van Dam is no yellow. Yeah, that's not a good combo. But I think Jop might be back, or should be back, so he might start instead of Kempen. Or do you think it is Kempen? Doesn't even matter. <laughs> I honestly don't. I have no idea. It's really hard to get a hand on the Los Angeles goalkeeping situation, even before you threw Kempen into the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kempen had a really good game, um, his last game. So I think they'll probably throw him back out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of as a whatever, here's your reward for showing up. I think he had a clean sheet against D.C. Yeah, it was D.C. United, but still made some good saves. Mm-hmm. So he'll probably be back out there, but 5,500's pretty steep on DraftKings uh, to play him. Somehow he's more expensive than Jop on FMLS, even though Kempen was the third string. Do they even add them late? I don't even know. Um, anyway, uh, anybody from Houston? Houston on the road hasn't been all that great this year. I'd consider Cubo. I'm probably not going to use him, but like we just said, Los Angeles defense is not in a good spot, um, and Cubo has been pretty good. I'd also consider Kyoto. Hmm. Hmm. He actually had a goal in this last qualifier. Yep. Yeah. Pretty fortunate goal. But I have no idea. I didn't see. I didn't watch. I'm not watching. <laughs> it him. it uh, was yeah. one of those that could have easily been considered an own goal. I think he he uh, caught the ball in the end line. You know, maybe three or four feet from from goal and just ripped it across the face of goal. <laughs> which, yeah, could have said that the ball could have curved and gone into the back post. Is kind of what I was thinking. Is why they credit it to him yeah. but so like every indoor soccer goal i've ever scored exactly yes yeah, so <laughs> right, hit cool. off uh costa rica's keeper and went in kate keeler navas yes it was oh yeah oh i think i've heard of that guy yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah i mean it's kyoto is not a bad play it's just last game of the night it's gonna be hard to to really count on any Houston guys in my lineup. So I don't know if I'm going to go anywhere with Houston on this one. I think it might be Alessandrini, and that's it from this game. But I will say, just looking at Alessandrini's game log from last game, 16 crosses at D.C., and we were talking about Victor Vasquez earlier. Like, that puts Vasquez, bumps Vasquez up a little bit more in my radar. Just seeing that Alessandrini had 16 crosses against him, that's nuts. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's more of a true winger than Vasquez is, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean they, it, it was they, a, probably a game, just the way the game played out, it was a, a nil-nil game, so I could right. have probably imagined that Alessandrini was crossing into the box trying to get a late game winner, but still, I mean, who knows how many of those were set pieces. I don't have the box score pulled up, but... Well, from what I've seen of L.A., more than any other team in the league that I can think of, they consciously feed the ball out to Alessandrini on the wing. Yeah. And he just plays right. be- he plays beautiful early crosses in that the guys can run onto in the box. I mean, 
he's very accurate. He has a, a great foot to put the ball in there. So uh, they're one of the few teams anymore that still does consciously feed the winger and let him just lob balls into the box, which is weird because they don't really have a target forward. They've been using Dos Santos, but uh, it still has been working. So, R.I.P. Gordo. <laughs> hey, Gordo's still around. Why aren't Chicago yes. playing him as much? <laughs> he honestly might be their best player, other than Gashi. Uh, he had a goal last time he started or played nine minutes for him. <laughs> yeah, I think Gordo. Uh, Gordo came back, but yeah, no, you're right. LA doesn't really have a a target forward to to whip balls into. So yeah, kind of Jack Max have a... even kind of small. Yeah, and Jack McBean is. Uh, I guess he kind of fills that role a little bit, but yeah, it's weird. Jameson. Yeah, he's not even a target forward. He's kind of like a – he's basically built like Zardis. Am I wrong there, Skyler? Yeah, no, I think you're right. He's not really a, a true target. Like the a, whole Jameson family, the Jameson the first, the second, the third, and <laughs> Jameson the fourth. That's right. Man, if uh, Alessandrini was crossing into a guy like Josie, like that's that's where you need Alessandrini. <laughs> that do you would know, be golden. Do you or know the solution is? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ooh. Ooh. That would be sweet. Could happen Could. next season. Yeah. How about Diego Forlan? He's been coming to MLS for like 20 years. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. Um, all right. Th- that's all day Saturday. We've got one more game to go. It's Sunday. Oh, geez. Nobody's playing it. Philly at home against the Red Bulls. One team has been very good this year. One team has been not so good. Um, JD, you were not uh, very happy. All with right, wait, 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 wait. BWP. Oh. One team has been good. One team has not been good. Who are we talking about? Because the Red Bulls have more points than the Union still. Um, you were talking about Philly's been good, right? Yeah, I was yeah. saying that. You're right. But Philly is still second to last in the East. Um. My gosh, are they below the red line? <laughs> oh, definitely below the red line. Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe Red Bulls haven't lived up to expectations. There you go. Yeah, of- no, I agree. And the Philly have been playing much, much better. So I I totally think that they're in a better spot here. Yeah. Right. They have a positive was, goal differential, only, too. Yeah, and there's only four points that separate sixth place and tenth place. Then. Right, yeah, yeah. Philly's I got was a game just playing Devils. I was playing devil's advocate because Andrew's making it sound very lopsided. Yeah. But, uh, You're right. Um, lots of disrespect for the Red Bulls flying around here. Always. Well, I'm getting ready for Saturday when I go to see New York City FC. I just have to remember where I where I stand. Um, so, Sapong or BWP? BWP. This it can't be a real question. <laughs> Even in Philly? Yeah, I mean, come on. BWP is... One of the best goal scorers in the league. Give me a break. Okay. That's uh, a toss-up. Nah, there it is. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Come on. What a joke. Sapong's been good this season. You can't just shrug him off. I mean, he's, Does he, he have more have goals more. than BWP? He could possibly. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think he might. BWP has six. Uh, Sapong is... Not six. Not six. 
And didn't he have like a hat trick one game? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a hat trick. And he Uh, still doesn't have six. Oh, there he is. Oh no, he has has eight. He has more than six. Yeah, eight. Okay. Okay. Only two guys have more than Sapong. I lose. That makes it even more dramatic. No, I mean it's just the for me. I've you guys know I'm always leaning towards the home team, so I feel like. Philadelphia with New York coming in town. It's not like it's a West Coast team or something. This is kind of a rivalry game for them. So yeah, um, and yeah, it's, it goes both ways. Maybe B- BWP will bust out, um, but it's kind of a toss-up for me. I, I can't really say one way or another if one guy has a better opportunity to this game than another because both of them are kind of similar, play similar roles for their teams and. I'm not gonna. I think Philly's probably gonna pull this one out. Is is all I'm saying. I'm kind of leaning towards Philly. Okay. Um, do you like likely an overpriced or excuse me, a higher price clutched into Medunyanin, JD? Um. Oh yeah, it's tough to tell their price. I guess on DraftKings because it's not a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on FMLS, I, it's very I, different. I prefer Medunyanin in FMLS, yes. Okay. I also, it's worth noting that the Red Bulls recently, I believe they went back to the four-two-three-one for good. Mm-hmm. They're not trying out this four-two-two-two anymore. So that's exactly when they turned things around last year. It's when they won the Supporters' Shield the year before. Uh, I guess worth noting they almost did last year, correct? Yep. Even though they had that really slow start. So, I think the Red Bulls, we need to keep an eye on them because every time they've gone back to the 4-2-3-1 instead of the stupid 4-2-2-2, they've played really well. Um, a BWP the last three seasons has 24 goals, 17 goals, and 27 goals. So, I mean, give me a break with Sapong. Let's not leave Kleshton, like, totally off the radar here. They're going to be good fantasy factors at some point this season. Whether or not it's this game, I don't know, but I, I think they're still solid plays. No, it's, you make a point. Um, last thing I'll say about Sapong, though, here, he did have a hat trick earlier in the season. You know who that came against? Oh. The New York Red Bulls, baby, at Philadelphia about two months ago. but No, it was about a month ago, so... So he's due for another little, little repeat I, action. I remember that. I just highly doubt it's happening again. <laughs> That's fair. Especially Aurelian Collin is back. He played last night. Hmm. So he's tired. I guess they have the extra day off. <laughs> no, you can never get tired when you have a nice tramp stamp like he does. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll end this week's podcast. Now that we've gone pretty long and I, God knows where the conversation will go if we keep talking about Aurelian Collins' tramp stamp. So, guys, That's thanks. the same place uh, Florian Young wore his ankle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we actually probably should rate this pod. Uh, yeah, explicit content. Sure, on iTunes, else we might get in trouble. Yeah. I guess, yeah, well, I'll keep the picture off of the, off the podcast. <laughs> oh, well. All right, guys, thank you for all of that and good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. 
For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.